0: I'm Mike Argan with Mike Organ Farms in Thorndale, Texas, and you're listening to the latest
1: news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Hello Texas, thanks so much for taking time to join
2: us for another episode of Texas Ag Today. All you got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the 2018 Farm Bill has now expired and there doesn't seem to be any hurry to get a new one passed in Washington. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Carrie Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley.
3: We've been talking about dry conditions for quite a while now. So it's good to be able to say Lately, we've been getting some pretty good rains in the Texas High Plains. I'm James Hunt, and I'll bring you that story on Texas Ag Today.
4: The Texas Cattle Feeders Association is getting set for its annual convention in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have a preview of the convention straight ahead on Texas Ag Today.
0: Well, the first days of fall are here, and it's a little bit different. This year's a little bit like summer some places. Please join me, John Begnaw, as we talk about preparation for fall and winter in Texas.
2: We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. The 2018 Farm Bill expired over the weekend, and right now there is not a new one to replace it. Texas Farm Bureau Associate Director of Government Affairs, Laramie Adams, spent last week in Washington, D.C., and he says the Farm Bill debate is competing with a lot of other distractions
5: in Washington right now. Funding the government has been the big one recently, uh, and, uh, and that sucked up a lot of oxygen. So our job is to make sure that we do two things, that through the appropriations process, that we make sure that, you know, bad amendments that uh, would be harmful to the farmers and ranchers in the industry, that those are defeated. Uh, we had pretty good luck doing that last week as uh, as they looked for solutions on funding the government and, and worked through appropriations. So uh, we worked on that, but then also uh, making sure that we don't let the farm bill go to the back burner is critically important right now.
2: But even with all of those distractions, Adams is still optimistic that a farm bill
5: can get done soon. We're still hopeful that, And optimistically that we get the farm bill done this year, uh, it's just a matter of, is there floor time? You know, That's the other thing, like with everything, all these other things happening, that gobbles up a lot of floor time. We have to make sure that there's the floor time needed to get this done. With that being said, Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy has made it clear that farm bill is a priority for him. And he wants to, if there's any possible way, get that floor time needed. But then you have to make sure that we got the bill where we want it to be.
2: That's Laramie Adams, Associate Director of Government Affairs for the Texas Farm Bureau. There is more wheat in storage in Texas this year and less sorghum
6: and corn. According to a new report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture... There were 56.3 million bushels of wheat in all positions September 1st. That's up 37% from the same time last year. There were 2.98 million bushels of grain sorghum stored off-farm September 1st, down from 8.64 million last year. Farmers had about 270,000 bushels stored on-farm. In terms of corn, 16 million bushels of the grain were stored off-farm September 1st, down 38% from last year on-farm stocks are not published for Texas. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel.
2: Registration is now open for the 2024 American Sheep Industry Association's annual convention in Denver, January 10th through the 13th. If you'd like more information on how to register, just check out sheepusa.org. Big rains on the Texas High Plains are a good weather development. James Hunt has more from Amarillo.
3: With much of the region falling back into drought conditions, it's been nice to get some moisture this week. The rain events have been pretty widespread around the Texas High Plains, with some locations picking up two or three inches in the past few days. One farmer getting to benefit is Wesley Spurlock. His farms in the Stratford area picked up a little more than two inches on Monday. Moisture that Spurlock says was delivered pretty much how you'd like it.
7: We got really good rains and they came with no storm. I mean, almost rain straight down.
3: Stratford is, of course, up in the northern Texas panhandle, a part of our area that kind of got spared the intense misery most of the Texas High Plains suffered during a very dry summer.
7: July it rained, August we got a rain, (laughs) September, so we've actually had some of those rains come in where we got an inch, inch and a half, and then another day or so later get another 7,500. So we've had some pretty good rains really all year.
3: Now, Spurlock hasn't completely gotten off lightly weather-wise. The heavy rains in May and June prevented him from planting about two-thirds of the corn acres he had originally planned, and he wasn't able to get any cotton seed in the ground. Still, he has managed to grow some corn and sorghum, with much of those crops destined to become silage for dairies. It also looks like things are setting up nicely for his winter wheat. On another bright note, Wesley Spurlock says native grasses in his area have recovered quite well this year. It's
7: amazing how pretty the country gets when you get rain compared to what we've looked like
3: for the last three years. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: The Texas Cattle Feeders Association is getting ready for its annual convention coming up in just a few days in the Dallas area. Tom Nicoletti has a preview
4: of the meeting. Grapevine will be the scene for the Texas Cattle Feeders Association Annual Convention beginning this Sunday, October 8th, and concluding on Tuesday, October 10th. A wide array of activities will take place at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center. Cattle feeder attendees will hear from Texas Cattle Feeders Chairman, along with an update from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Those attending the convention will receive a market outlook from the CEO of Cattlefax and gather insight from an expert panel on the state of the consumer. That expert panel will highlight the journey of strengthening beef's reputation with consumers and marketing it as a safe and wholesome product. The panelists will discuss the evolution of nutrition science and how it shapes the future of the food system. After the opening general session, attendees will sit in on an awards luncheon and the business meeting of the convention. I will be in Grapevine reporting on the TCFA convention. The Texas Cattle Feeders Association represents the cattle feeding industry in Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. Known as cattle feeding country, this area is the largest cattle feeding region in America and annually markets more than 6 million fed cattle That's 28% of the nation's fed cattle production. The fed cattle industry is a significant contributor to the economic success of the three-state region. Meanwhile, animal care is a top priority on feed yards, while cattle feeders are dedicated stewards of the earth's natural resources. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: The first days of fall are now here, but it still feels like summer in most of Texas. San Angelo horticulturalist John Begno looks at some garden and landscape preparation for the winter.
0: Well, if you think it's fall, it's, it is on the calendar, but if you've been around, that early days were 100 across a lot of Texas, and it's still unseasonably warm, but we know we will eventually get to those cooler days, and hopefully wetter days for most of us. And a lot of things going on, this is a really active period as far as gardening goes. First of all, you want to kind of get your plants prepared for winter. I know that's kind of hard to think about right now, but you want to wrap up all fertilizing. So if you're doing your fall fertilizing on trees and shrubs and things like that, it's best to try to use up all your fertilizer if you can rather than store it because some of that may volatilize and nitrogen may escape and not be as good next spring. So don't buy more than you need. And another thing is that our early freezes are unpredictable you take here in San Angelo, our, our record is as early as October 16th, while our average is around November 11th. It's kind of good to know when your average freeze date is, and you can easily find that uh, on the Internet. And it's also time to be planting garlic and cool-season vegetables like lettuce and cabbage, carrots, broccoli. All of those things can be planted from either seed or from transplants right now. And annual color pansies, things like that, also very good to put them in this time of year is excellent time to plant trees if you haven't put new trees in maybe they're replacement for some of those that struggling or that died during that drought or hot spell now from now all the way until real hard freezing the winter is a great time so remember if you have the adapted species selected and the size and everything ready putting it in the ground in the fall is probably the best time of year to get them started because the roots will begin to grow before the hot summer next year. So remember, as we prepare for fall and winter, don't get caught because of an early spring freeze and have to rush to get things done. This is John Begno reporting for Texas Ag Today from San Angelo.
6: Ranching and wildlife conservation can go hand in hand. I'm Jessica Dolmull and I'll have more coming up on Texas Ag Today.
2: And equine pasture dermatitis is a term for all of the skin lesions on the lower legs of horses. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
7: Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org.
1: We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Equine pastern dermatitis
2: is a term for all of the skin lesions on the lower legs of horses. Dr. Bob Judd says this is a
8: condition that is difficult to treat. The condition is also called scratches, mud fever, grease heel, and grapes. The disease is caused by multiple factors and occurs on the backside of the pastern in both front and rear legs, And can develop into a serious condition called chronic progressive lymphedema in draft horses. The condition includes hair loss, scales, crust, itching of the area and a moist discharge. Many times the skin is thickened with fissures in the skin and scarring in later stages. These areas are generally painful to the horse and scabs are very sensitive if you try and remove them. Draft horses with feathers on the legs predispose them to this condition. Horses with unpigmented legs are more susceptible, and the rear legs are more likely to develop the condition than the front legs. The condition occurs more commonly in cold and wet weather and is most common in horses kept in unhygienic conditions. Anything that irritates the skin can contribute to this disease, and this can include bell boots and any topical medications. A mite called Corioptes is common in draft horses and contributes to the issue. Bacterial involvement is common and is usually due to a staph infection. Treatment of the condition involves removing the hair and scabs as the disease cannot be treated successfully if hair is present. The scabs are very tightly adhered to the skin and removing them will be painful. So soaking them with a wet wrap for several hours to soften them and then having your vet sedate the horse for removal is the best option. Once the scabs are removed, wrapping the leg with a cortisone and antibiotic and antifungal ointment will kill the infection and decrease inflammation. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: Ranching and wildlife conservation can go hand in hand. Jessica Dommel has more in today's wildlife reports.
6: On our last two programs, we told you about a proposal from the East Foundation that would protect their neighboring landowners as the foundation releases endangered ocelots onto its ranch in the Rio Grande Valley. The foundation is a South Texas ranching operation and agricultural research organization. Neil Wilkins, East Foundation CEO, said they plan to demonstrate that ranches can contribute to endangered species while continuing ranch operations.
9: If we're truly going to be land stewards of private ranch lands and there's you know 100 million acres of private ranch land in texas and if we're going to be good land stewards it's got to be for the whole thing got to keep all the pieces and we've also got to be able to continue to demonstrate that livestock production is absolutely compatible with wildlife conservation. And in fact, it's absolutely necessary for wildlife conservation. So in this case, the fact that we're recovering an endangered species across productive cattle ranching operations is a real demonstration that private land stewardship works And we don't have to have endangered species recovery happen just on public lands.
6: Currently, there are between 100 and 150 ocelots left in Texas.
9: They're isolated into two small populations along the Texas coast. One we call the refuge population. It's around Laguna Atascosa National Wildlife Refuge. And there's between 16 and 20 ocelots. Further north, we call it the ranch population in Willacy and Kennedy County. There's between 60 and 80 ocelots. They're centered around East Foundation's El Sauz Ranch, which is just to the north of the town of Port Mansfield.
6: For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dommel.
2: It's time to check the markets. Jessica will be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas AG Today.
4: In Texas, there's pea size hail and baseball size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, We're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit
7: Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org.
1: We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today.
6: The live cattle markets traded lower on Thursday due to outside economic and political pressures. October live cattle down 25 cents to 181.95. December live cattle down 65 cents to 185.37. February live cattle down 77 cents to 189.60. A lack of support from live cattle trade and corn trading higher pushed feeder cattle lower Thursday. October feeder cattle down 27 cents to 247.50. November feeder cattle down 12 cents to 25030. January 2024 feeder cattle down a dollar to 25305. Box beef was lower Thursday, choice down a dollar 15 to 29561. Select down a dime to two seventy four seventy seven. Now let's take a look at those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble.
10: Henry Pickett sold cattle in Abilene this week. Henry, tell these folks about it.
7: Turned out really well. We ended up with about 850 total cattle with 175 cows and bulls. One of the highlights of the sale, we had 42 head of 4-year-old, nice black, black body cows. Most of them were four to five months bred. They bring from $1,800 to $2,000. We had a really nice set. Of young Charlotte bulls, and they average between 1800 and 2000. Overall, though, the packer deal was about five dollars lower. It looks like they're going to continue to keep taking money off that deal. The cows, packer cows, keep coming to town. Uh, we had a really nice set of weaned calves, the weaned cattle were still staying steady. Uh, uh, Fresh green calves, they're uh, probably two to five lower, but it's that time of year. It's October, and I don't think many people are willing to deal with the fresh calf.
10: Do you know anything for next week?
7: We've had a few calls that are just kind of waiting on the weather, and there's a lot of people in the country farming right now trying to finish up their wheat sowing. Good. Is there uh,
10: enough moisture for folks to get it up, or do they need some more to get it up?
7: I think probably need a little bit more to get it up. Right now it's getting dry again.
10: And Henry, I understand we have a first coming to Abilene
7: Livestock. Yeah, we're going to try to have our first sheep and goat sale October 21st. It'll start at 11 a.m., just like our cow sale, and we'll be receiving uh, sheep and goats the thursday and friday prior to the 21st and that's a saturday
10: that's a saturday tell everybody how to get a hold of you
7: here at the barn you can be reached at 325-673-7865 or my cell number is
10: 940-733-8208 henry thank you so much texas neighbor thank you too for listening to us here on the texas farm bureau radio network we are walking the pins i'm larry marble you're listening to us right this second on texas ag today
6: Lean hogs traded higher on Thursday thanks to a strong export report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. October lean hogs up 97 cents to 80.90. December lean hogs up $3.10 to 72.27. October class 3 milk rose 14 cents to 1690. November class 3 milk up 22 cents to 1729 a hundredweight. Despite a positive weekly export sales report from the US Department of Agriculture, cotton closed lower on Thursday due to outside pressure from financial and energy markets. December cotton down forty seven points to eighty six fifty four. March cotton down twenty seven points to eighty seven fifty nine. May cotton down eleven points to eighty eight twenty eight. Corn traded higher on Thursday thanks to a positive weekly export sales report and reports of some challenges for the corn crop in southern Brazil. December corn up 11.5 to 4.975. and a half. March corn up 11 and a quarter to 512 and a quarter. May corn up 11 to 520 and a half. December hard red wheat up 24 to 690 and a half. March hard red wheat up 22.5 to 6.97 and three quarters. May hard red wheat up 21 to 7.03 even. November natural gas up 21 cents to 3.17. December natural gas up 20 cents to 3.52. After some steep losses on Wednesday, in fact, those were the biggest daily drop in over a year, according to Reuters, crude oil continued those losses on Thursday. November crude oil down $1.87 to $82.35. December crude oil down $1.72 to $80.83. On Thursday, the Dow fell 13 points to 33,116. The S&P 500 was down 5 points to 4,258. And the Nasdaq dropped 10 points to 13,225. Analysts say that could be due to fears that the United States could lose its AAA rating Due to political chaos and government shutdown fears that wraps up this edition of texas ag today we hope you join us next time for the latest news in texas agriculture i'm jessica Dolmel, and i hope to see you then
1: thanks for listening to texas ag today be sure to subscribe to our podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts or spotify